Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangar podcast, where free bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, uh, a certain Mister Mister Ben Errington, and yep. a certain Mister Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, guys. How are hey. you? Not too bad. Hello, everybody. <laughs> everybody well today. Oh, we can't see Pepper. Yeah, full sugar Dr Pepper. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. delicious! <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, it's a, oh, it's a great brev- beverage. What's it? What's in that drink? Black blood. squash. Got a big old vimto. Jesus, that's going to replace your blood. If you drink that, you, all of your blood will be vimto. But the time the podcast is over, it's what they keep so, at the bottom of that Nemesis ride at Alton Towers. That's where it comes from. In mind, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Ship it out. No, no, no. That, that was real blood. All right, no, I'll have you know. That was from all the victims, the people who fell out of the Nemesis. <laughs> And die, crush their skulls on the rock, on the jagged rocks below. It's a weird aesthetic to go for as a theme park because, yes, you want your ride to be scary, but you know, as a going concern, do you want it to appear as if people are dying on your ride? I think it makes it worse yeah. that people have had accidents there. Like there has yeah. been blood spilled at Alton Towers. Yeah, there was the which legs. actually adds to the kind of danger when in the fun when you go on. Yeah. Is it the I smile? I don't know if I'm real. having fun by genuinely thinking that there's genuine danger. Like, I I just wouldn't know. Well, you go a... on this ride and you might... Someone lost their legs, didn't they? On, on yeah. yeah, terrible. Yeah, I island. found them. They're still there. Oh, no. <laughs> Down the bottom. Oh, Jesus Christ. Covered in the red blood in the Rivena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Vimto. Vimto's a weird one. It's got figs in it. I never realised that. I haven't until. had Vimto for a long time, but it's... Um... Proven to be a pleasant experience. So I asked for Tesco's on it. So figs, fig drink. I've never gone. I'm absolutely gasping for a fig. the sweet taste of fig. Give me a fig juice. That. Talking about rides. I don't think um, I've ever seen a fig. <laughs> you've never seen. There's a fig tree at the bottom of the garden. I can see a fig right now. If I, I'm not even joking. I can see a fig. If I could just telepathically if, give it to you. If you could head. borrow my eyes briefly. Oh yeah. I mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> I tell, yeah, there we go. It ain't, ain't what you expect it to look like, is it? I was going to yeah. say, talk, talking of rides, I did go on the Soul ride at Fort Park. Did you guys ever go on that? Uh, I've been on that. It's all right. It's Never a good been. ride. Never been. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say, it's pretty damn terrifying because I think a, a vertical drop is scary enough. Like the Oblivion at Orton Towers used to scare the bejesus out of me. But Soul ride is like beyond vertical. It's like inverted. Wow. Yeah, you go, like, you go in and stay on bit. the tracks. <laughs> and in classic saw Glue. style, when you go around the tr- when you go around the queue to get in, sometimes a thing will make a loud noise and scare you. Gang. Or yeah, of course, horrible. the biggest horror of all theme park visits. Maybe it changes per country, but certainly a UK theme park visit. When you go in the height of summertime, and there's loads of those, and you've got bins full of sticky pop bottles and ice cream wrappers, and, and then you're stuck in a queue, and the wasps are there. What you gonna do? You can't escape. Yeah. You can't move forward. That's you can't move it. back. That's part, That's part of it, man. That's yeah. part of the experience. Whee! They purposely Ow. make the bins as sticky as possible, just to just to entice those wasps. Final hint for anyone going to Orton Towers: if you find yourself in a queue for the Oblivion, maybe not in COVID times, but if you take one of the bin the lids off the bins, there makes a perfect juggernaut helmet. You look just like him. <laughs> You studied the bins at at Fiend There's a picture Incredible. of one of my there's a picture of one of my friends wearing print on wearing the juggernaut's helmet. Doesn't sound clean. Doesn't it was sound it was it was it was a pre-COVID world. You could wear a bin lid. And it, how long did it last when he was on the ride? Oh no, he didn't wear it onto the ride <laughs> just for a bit of the, just to pass the time in the queue for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think we're going to get to the pads pretty soon. It's been a long time, uh, and it's only like what. 45 minutes away from here. Yeah, so. it's nothing close from you, right? Yeah. Well, I like yeah. Towers. Yeah, where is it? Whereabouts is it? Um, Leicestery? North which Staffordshire. Which is Leicestery like, Shear. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Think so. It's a nice uh, place. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, has anybody... Uh, have we got any horror news? Has anybody got any horror news? Well, I've got some. Have you guys got some? I've got some. Hang on. Uh, Let me just quickly... Horror. Oh. Sorry, I'm relying on you having horror news. Oh. Enter. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't just Google horror news. That's a that's, uh, that's, that's a, not how he does it at all. <laughs> no, that's not how I do it at all. I I write horror news today. Today, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, don't know if you saw this, but Mr. Rob Zombie officially confirms his next movie is The Monsters. He shared like a logo. I don't know if it's like the official logo for the movie. Uh, so yeah, he wrote attention. Boils and ghouls. <laughs> See what he did there? What a crazy guy. He said, the, rumor, the rumors are true. My next film project will be the one I've been chasing for 20 years. He must be out of breath. The Monsters. Stay tuned for exciting details as things progress. So we understand that Sherry Moon Zombie and Jeff Daniel Phillips will be playing Lily and Herman Monster. I mean, who else really? I was about to say, to who's his wife playing in that one? <laughs> it's literally had to be um his is his general pool of actors that he kind of, kind of draws from uh so yeah uh, it seems like i guess it's gonna be a gritty horrible sun-drenched southern dirty bloody mess or rather than like a genuine yeah, yeah, adaptation i don't know i don't read the monsters is they were actually real nice weren't they yeah, they were real nice. A... He's a big fan of the monsters, so maybe this will be him trying something different. Maybe he'll do something nice. He's yeah. bound to do something different, really, isn't he? Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jeff Daniel Phillips is in Free From Hell, is in Lords of Salem. I think he's in Devil's Rejects as well. Uh, but yeah, basically just one of his regular actors. But yeah, that'll be exciting. Look forward to that. I think I'd, 
I'm not the biggest fan of Rob Zombie, but I'll always watch and enjoy to a degree. I think my horror news results were came a bit weird. Um, oh, yeah. Steel's scars are finally have an explanation. David Bowie's diary is probably the prettiest film that ever existed. I don't know where I ended up. According yeah. to CGI, this is what historical figures really look like. Uh, please explain Seal Scars, though. I'm quite interested in that. I don't think it's a real article. It's one of those where you click on it and then ah, it will and it takes you, to loads more. And it takes you yeah. to the bloody end you of the earth. You'll, you'll yeah. never believe what so-and-so looks like now. I love that one. It's like, I can't believe an iPhone costs this. And it's got it's um, Harry Potter holding like an iPhone as if he's... Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Crazy. Those wizards uh, can't use phones, as I like. That's the rules of Harry Potter, right? Wizards can't use pens or phones or things like that. They can only have magic stuff. Really? Yeah. Dead boring being a bloody wizard. You can't use the internet. Can't, can't go on your phone. Can't go off the internet. Yeah. Why not? I, I, wanna, I, I, wanna I choose on... Muggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I was given, given the option. Uh, what else we got? So apparently, the third season of what we do in the shadows is returning to FX in September. Uh, the official plot synopsis has been revealed as well. Uh, so I can't really read it out without kind of spoiling series two. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Apparently there's going to be like vampires attempting siren gargoyles, werewolves playing kickball, Atlantic city casinos, uh, and supernatural curiosities galore. Plus Colin Robinson, the energy vampire dude, he's turning 100. Looks good for 100. Uh, oh, see, I, I liked those first two series that they were both very good. <laughs> yep, enjoyed it. Enjoyed the movie. We've reviewed the movie on this this here podcast. So, uh, yeah, what we do in the shadows? Very exciting. Looking forward to that. Uh, we mentioned I do evil. Have, I do have something actually. Oh, um, go on then. Go on then. Well, I don't know if it's news, but uh, the Sandman Netflix adaptation looks like it's uh, heating yep. up. There's a load of casting news. Lots of complaints yep. about a certain someone playing death. I, I didn't follow the. I didn't follow any of the casting news. I saw people were moaning about it, so I didn't look at it. What's the? What's the? Well, I, I think the the whole the, the gist is that some of the characters um, who looked a certain way in the comics are obviously going to look a bit different in in the adaptation, which is fine. I mean, Sandman's. I I think they're going to have to take some a lot of creative uh, license mm-hmm. when they do this adaptation because Sandman's such a weird story anyway um yeah. so hard, hard things to film yeah looking forward to it. i've listened to a bit of the you know they did a full cast audio drama mm. not long ago i listened to most of that that's interesting is it written like um i'm trying to work out how they get the imagery across um it's just a narrator full, it's just fully it's just fully acted with like you know you have a soundscape and uh, you have a full okay. cast of people as well so that makes sense you know there's a lot of description you know you don't but yeah it's it was working quite well i need to go back and finish it cool okay very cool uh yes yeah, so we mentioned evil dead rise last week and apparently it has officially started production uh in new zealand director lee cronin has uh posted a picture I don't know if you guys saw that of the, the trainers. Board. The what? The trainers? Special, special Evil Dead trainers. No. They've I've got some this. lovely custom Evil Dead white Adidas. White doesn't seem like an appropriate thing for a film weekend making loads of blood. Mm. Maybe that's the point, though. The blood. You want to keep them up. nice, are you? 
the blood will sharp better <laughs> on the old dirty bit. But yeah, that's exciting. That was pretty much that. Uh, the only other thing I had here was that not so much horror, more like post-apocalyptic. But did you guys read the comics? Why the Last Man? I did. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. them. Cool, sweet. Uh, so yeah, that is the series adaptation. The TV adaptation of that is premiering also on FX in September. Um, first, so it's going to have ten episodes. First two will premiere on the thirteenth of September. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. I'd be Been, um, interested in giving that a go. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Sweet Tooth has, has gone live as well. We're talking oh, about Netflix yeah. comic adaptations of post-apocalyptic stuff. It looks very different to the the graphic. The mm. comic book series is, is one of my favourites. And um, did you see like it looks uh, way more YA than I thought it was going to be? Yeah, a lot of things do, don't they? Um, they took out like a, a a newspaper ad, and it was like the cover of the newspaper. Did you see it? <laughs> I don't know if it's like the New York Post or something like that. Maybe like a New York paper. And the actual cover was an advertisement and it said like human and animal hybrid kids are born. <laughs> and then That's really cool. small, really small at the top advertising. Hashtag ad. How many people are going to be absolutely freaked out by that? Hopefully lots. Speaking of uh, ads, how many what? emails have you got from cake companies, guys? Uh, Mr. Kipling been in touch himself? Maybe, maybe they've gone into <laughs> maybe they've gone into junk because I've not received any. Um yeah, I don't read my emails really. Oh, yeah, like that, so. <laughs> Mr. Kipling, if you're, if you're listening, obviously we're not checking our emails. You're just going to have to send the cakes. We will pick those up. Yeah. Don't worry about emails. Just send me a tweet. I'll definitely see that. Yeah. Def- definitely yeah. see a tweet, 100%. I'll be all over it. I'll respond to you, Mr. Kipling. What's Mr. Kipling's first name? Rudyard. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah. but I felt like it was too obvious. No. <laughs> Big bad backyard. Uh, too obvious, which means it's the truth. It means it's the truth, yeah. That's basically it. You got a beer uh, on the go as well, Andy? I have, yeah. I'll be not he's, thirsty at all. He's double parked. You're double parked. You've got the biggest drink and a beer. Beer is the one thing that goes through me, and I'll be peeing like a... I was going to say like a racehorse. Does a, does a racehorse pee more than a normal horse? Well, I guess, because, I guess horses pee a lot. And a racehorse is like in that competitive mindset, probably. <laughs> they'd, have to drink, they'd, have to, they'd have to drink a lot yeah. because they go running. Yeah, well, and, and yeah, then. yeah. They got to have a couple of couple of gallons on steroids. They're probably down in water. Is that a thing that people on steroids do? Steroids. I think they drink a lot. No idea. No idea. Been off the steroids for a few years now. Okay. Uh, that's it for horror. Horror. <laughs> Horror news. horse and cake news. Horror horse yeah. and cake news. Uh, has anybody seen anything of note this week? Anything exciting? I have not, and I'll tell you why. I've been living in a, another zombie apocalyptic world in days gone. Uh, the for the PS4, oh. PS5 as well now. Um, it's called Days Gone because it's a it's a fucking time suck. That's right. The amount of time. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've like lost in that world because it's just. It got kind of, I don't know if it got slammed when it first came out, but it definitely, I think people were a bit disappointed about it. I think maybe mm. people wanted the um, a Last of Us style cinematic story game, and it does have elements of that, but it's more of a, where it really shines is it's a <clears throat> post-apocalyptic survival game. So you've just got to, um, you know, keep keep your motorbike topped up with petrol, keep it, um, keep, it's like, you know, working out what ammo you need. 
um, a bit of working crafting. out routes to go from yeah lots of crafting that kind of thing and then it's just a really amazing sandbox so i think i was got really excited when i sent you guys a message to say i'd accidentally lured a horde of zombies into a that was a good a raid yeah, account. <laughs> yeah it was that, that was like that was the sort of real gameplay that made me think because it was on ps plus a while ago right so yeah i've got yeah. it it's in my library but i'm also super busy and there's infinite yeah. games going after your attention so it yeah, kind yeah. of passed me by but then seeing you do that that's the kind of actual bit of gameplay that makes you think it reminds me <laughs> of okay. when i used to play metal gear solid um most of the metal gear solid games like there's the actual story but then you do a lot of just faffing about for fun yeah because the the, the systems and the way the game's built you can kind of mess around a lot with it and, and play with the with the system yeah and, the and like kind of telling like people you're telling people this is like you know when you had playgrounds and places that you hung out with people in real life you know telling the stories of things that you did in the game metal gear was one for that like original like gta's when like oh i just did this yeah. thing that was nothing to do with it um the original halo was a lot like that as well you know you're just we doing did, like yeah, a little we bit did that a lot yeah yeah in fact we used to do in halo although if you remember there's like one banshee level where you get in in a banshee. I think we used to get to that that chapter, that checkpoint, and we just used to have like fights with each other to try and get in the banshee and kill each other. Flying <laughs> around in the air. Amazing. We used to have a game yeah. in Halo yeah. 2 where you could um it was like a a game where you you there's like a skull that you picked up and you gained points when you got it but you could set all of your custom rules. So we just had a game. It was like you could name your variants. So we wanted it was just called skull fuckers and there were no weapons and you just had to get this skull and then punch people with it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Days Gone definitely has that kind of sandboxy vibe to it, which I think is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially with games that game, especially game with heavily story driven games and the fact that modern games are more and more cinematic. Yeah. It's good to have a game you can kind of go and make your own experience of, I guess. And a game like yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, that's why I love things like Fallout and it's more of a role playing game. But still, I feel like you experience so many different things just playing it how you want to play it rather than hitting certain story beats over and over. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Uh, so you, you haven't seen, so, so you haven't seen anything at all. Uh, well, I mean, um, no. no. Cat's I mean, been having nine one one on constantly, which is in the background, <laughs> which has been interesting. Oh, yeah. no, no, nothing other than days gone. How about you, Andy? Um, no, not not watched very much. Been busy uh, with some writing work we got to get done right now, but. I did decide that I was going to, in preparation for the new series, maybe go through at least some of the old Resident Evil movies. Evidently, don't like myself that much. Um, so I've only done I've only done a bit of the first one so far. I've just been putting it on for a few minutes in the morning before work, but halfway through the first one right now, just having it as a, you know, like a normal person might watch an episode of Tipping Point before work, I guess, with a coffee. <laughs> and I've been watching a bit of Resident Evil. Jovovich jumping about. Uh, did you know what though? I mean, I've not got the best relationship with Resident Evil movies, but it's been so long since I've seen any of them. I think like from two onwards, the only time I ever really saw them was when they first came out. So yeah, the same. I've seen one a couple of times. I'm going to get another, but I think I've yeah. only seen the others once each, and never the last one. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen once each, one and I've... two, and that's it. I think once each is as far as I as far as I got for that. 
but yeah, they do so many major characters dirty, don't they? Well, Which is we'll find uh, out a problem. Uh, anything else? That's it. Just the just the film of just the that. week. Um, so I've been playing some games. I've been playing some Resident Evil Four. I went back and I've been playing the PS4 version of that. Um, just because obviously a lot of mem- kind of reminded me when I was playing yeah. Village of Resident Evil Four, and I thought it's been a few years since I've gone through RE Four from start to finish. So I've been enjoying that. I've just rescued Ashley. And just remembered how annoying she is. And uh, <laughs> well, not just her, but I think the whole gameplay dynamic of like Getting trying Getting Fireman's to... lifted off by those dudes. Yeah. Leon! Tr- Leon! Leon! Yeah. So that's been pretty intense. I've been playing Tomb Raider Chronicles as well on PS1. I saw your pictures was... of those. Are you, um, did you do just Chronicles or just draw? Oh, so I've just been, pictures? I've just, I've just been doing Chronicles. Um, just been playing Chronicles at the moment. Because I think it was the one that I never owned, but I do remember a lot of it. So I've definitely played it. So, so far, obviously Tomb Raider games, when you go back to them after so many years, like unforgivingly difficult, like <laughs> like the answer to a puzzle is just like so niche that you're just like, how the hell would I ever work that out? <laughs> so I have, through, how are you ever going to work that out? Is it only traded off the... by the fact that the... Um because of its old graphic style, like it's very clear the things you can climb. Oh yeah. Like straight <laughs> yeah, lines yeah, exactly. on it. That. Yeah. But even that is still difficult. Sometimes you're like, it's very dark as well. And you've got flares in it, but sometimes you'll miss like a little opening or a little crack. You've got a shimmy on. It's uh, it's tough. I've had to use a, a, a guide maybe like twice so far, but um, I'm enjoying it. Like it's apparently like one of the worst ones in the series or the one in which everyone kind of, Says oh. is the worst one of the PS1 you go, era. Rolling into Angel of Darkness after this, Ben. I think that's the yeah. Well, apparently Angel of Darkness and Chronicles one. were made side by side. The PS1 team made that, and then the PS2 team made that like at the same time. So um, I probably will go and play that next. Actually, I've got a lot of time for the. I like the new ones as well. This isn't a dismissal of them, but I mm. really like the sort of PS3, Xbox 360 era. Um, yeah. remakes of there's uh, Legend Origin there's Origin which is a flat remake of number one Legend and then Underworld and, and so they're all really Anna- good Legend Anniversary and Anniversary not Origin oh right and they're great <laughs> uh, yeah they're amazing they're really good and you can get them those like re- remastered versions for PS3 they're good as well yeah so yeah. I enjoyed that and off the back of that I went and watched the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movie I'm probably going to watch the second one as well uh, it gets it gets some stuff right it gets a lot wrong it's very of its time the uh, the soundtrack is kind of like insane like it's 2001 it's got like Missy Elliott Basement Jacks, Jacks. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and you know I mean it's a bit it is a bit silly but I think Angelina Jolie is pretty much great as Lara Croft she's especially very in that pe- especially in that period of time who else do you cast no, it's, I mean it's absolutely perfect in terms of what what how Lara was presented in the games to how she appears in this. It's ideal. Uh, it's John Voight's in it. Rimmer's in it. Daniel Craig. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh, Chris uh, Barry. Yeah. Um, Daniel Craig. Yeah, like she's got some. Yeah. She's got some sidekicks. It's weird because these film, this these two Raider films, kind of inspired that series of games which Andy just mentioned, where they started to have sidekicks in them, didn't they? Like Legend and yeah. Anniversary and stuff. Someone on the radio, kind of like talking to Lara, telling her 
not telling just so she's got over. someone to talk to a little bit i guess so you've got a little bit more a little bit of dialogue time yeah. to give the character otherwise she's just walking around silently yeah in the levels right yeah that one's all right i think he's so young yeah that's the only annoying thing i think in none of the tomb raider games really has there ever been a i mean i wouldn't say he's an out and out love interest but he's almost like presented as like someone like a sort of someone she teams up with or someone who's like or somewhat of her equal and i feel like you never really had that in the games she's kind of just um fucked every man up like you have like a rival does. don't you sometimes she still but, does yeah yeah a rival but it's almost like yeah it's kind of it does feel like a love interest and they did the same with the second one with um gerard butler didn't they so. Oh, that's the isometric Tomb Raider game. Um, there's a couple of oh, like yeah. sort of two and a half D ones. There's the yeah. Egypt one, and there's the Guardian of Light with uh, your boy yeah. Totec. Totec, you, and you jump on jump on his little shield to yeah. get up to little things. They're great. Yeah, I think I played them with a friend as well, so they're really good multiplayer experiences. Yeah, uh, shout out to Totec if you're a Tomb Raider fan. Give him a give him a shot. Come on, Totec, jump on me. Jump on jump on his lid. That's what you had to do. Jump on his yeah. lid. He put his lid on and he jumped on it and jumped up to the next thing. <laughs> Sometimes you uh, so wang a couple of spears that you could spit and that you could swing yeah. on. What a time. Good That's time. teamwork. Teamwork makes a dream work. I'm going to watch The Cradle of Life as well, just because, you know, completionist in me wants to get that logged. <laughs> yeah, so why not? That'll probably be up next. Uh, the only other thing I watched this week was the um, Netflix comedy special uh, from Bo Burnham, Inside. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have. Did you be bumped? Did you know? Now you say that I watched the first yeah. first thirty minutes or so. Yeah. Um. I, I need to. I need to finish it. It was. It was good for myself. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I I enjoy Bo Burnham's stuff anyway, but this was a special. He shot like entirely on his own over the last year. Um. And yeah, it's really funny. Uh. Pretty profound. Quite like mesmerizing in a way. Like the way he's like lit everything. You think like you yeah. could have just shot him sat in a room doing some stuff, but everything, there's so much attention to detail. And some of the songs slash skits are like unbelievably creative. So yeah, definitely, definitely Good check it out. What was that? Good on him. Good on him. He's done it. Well done, Bo. There is a part in it where he, he, he kind of like is laughing and he just, the whole song is Jeffrey, Be- Jeff, what's his name the amazon dude jeff bezos bezos jeff jeff bezos and he's just laughing going you've done it i can't believe it you've done it and literally two days after that special came out he's announced that he's going to space jeffrey bezos (laughs) so bo burner must have known something that we didn't he's on his way he's on his way while you're up there mate stay out there if you could jeff no sorry if you could you bastard uh yeah that's it from my end Apart from, of course, the film of the week. The film of the week, which is The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. It's a 2021 uh, American supernatural horror film directed by Michael Chavez um, with a screenplay by David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. That's too long, that name. (laughs) Uh, Too many names. Just pick two, David. David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. Are you here? Here? Uh, with a story by him, not going to say his name again, and James Wan. Uh, the film serves as a sequel to The Conjuring from 2013 and The Conjuring 2 from 2016, and it's a, the eighth installment in The Conjuring universe. Number eight already. Can Number I eight? believe it? Number so eight. So what have we got? So we got three Conjurings. Three Conjurings, two three Annabelle. Annabelle. Oh, wait. Two so Annabelle comes home. That's kind of a... 
semi conjuring um, one, right? Annabelle original recipe. Annabelle, <laughs> Annabelle, Annabelle in the past, and then Annabelle's house party. Yeah. Is there three Annabelles? There's three, three Annabelles. Annabelles. Yeah. Jesus. I, I didn't know. I was that. watching um, Ben Scape, regular listener um, yep. and interactor of the podcast. He's got a YouTube channel, which we should probably link in, in the show notes, actually. Yeah, um, I do. And I saw him doing a reaction to Annabelle Origins. Um, and I'm glad he had a similar reaction to me. That's a good film. That is it's a really right. fun, yeah. like, yeah. fun. It's good. It's and made Annabelle's... by David Sandberg, the guy who did Lights Out and. Uh, Shazam and those movies. Um, Shazam. I, just, I, I just think it's a funny roller coaster of a horror movie. That one. Yeah, it's good. I liked Annabelle Origins and Annabelle. Um, Annabelle's house party is a good. It's a bit disconnected, but it's a good anthology piece. The scary individual which, bits. Which one is that? Annabelle's that one. Annabelle creation. That's the that's oh. that's Annabelle <laughs> in the past. I've got the Annabelle. thing about Origins today. <laughs> Origins everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I I actually don't know. I'm just reading. There's uh, the nun. Oh, yeah. Um and is that it? Basis so, of, basis so of that, relationship but... <laughs> yeah oh yeah exactly good memory uh the curse of la la rona is apparently one of them but then i read an article today saying it's not officially it's no a longer movie it's they've no longer it. he's cancelled so it been, it's been shoved out it's been kicked out they've gone you're not very good kick the nun out while you're there well i suppose they can't it's too yeah the nun is it's too obvious pretty <laughs> she's all over <laughs> number two isn't it? she turn the yeah. those pictures running around all over the bloody place yeah. I mean, she turned um, up in this one. There's the that picture is at the end in this yeah. one as well. Yeah. Can't get so, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga reprise their roles as paranormal investigators and authors Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, so, what's the basic premise? The Warrens investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession. I mean, it's going to be in it. Yeah, it's the one with the demonic possession. It's that episode. Uh, so, this is um, IMDb has it at six point five out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score of 59%. Uh, the audience score is 84%. Letterbox has it at a three out of five. The, the Letterbox reviews, I've got to say, um, are quite hyperbolic. <laughs> as, as, it's, as not like, it's, not, it's not like them to be polarised at all. Do tell. <laughs> Jackie is firm, wrote, this is the kind of stuff that makes me never, ever want to watch a movie again. Half a star. Uh. Oh. If you've never, Make you there are worse movies. movies. <laughs> I know. What the? F- okay, no, this no, one. No, per, no movies. That's it. <laughs> someone else put talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular. Never the same. Totally unique. Completely not ever done before. Unafraid to reference or not reference. Put in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. Five stars. That's a review by Tiff. So they've gone the opposite way with their reaction well wow. they're reading it back now that kind of feels like maybe that's a bit tongue-in-cheek I don't know. <laughs> I, i've seen a review here that says another addition to the patrick wilson dilf cinematic universe <laughs> yeah. he's becoming well, somewhat of a seriously imposing figure of a man isn't he he always i mean he always is but like i think we mentioned last week his jowls unit, are jowly um uh, expanding because yeah. he kind of had that thing going on in Watchmen, and he kind of obviously made out obviously night owl He's, he's yeah. supposed to be a bit past it, have a bit of a paunch, bit of an older man. But this is like what, twelve years later? Twelve. Well, yeah, he's turning years. into the real Ed Warren. Yeah, I think uh, Vera Farmiga is turning into Lorraine Warren as well. I mean, you, the the milf and dill thing is quite uh, that keeps that's a repeated theme in the reviews. 
Um, Emily, who put five stars, but good as fuck, scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> Milf and Dilf <laughs> Ghost Hunters. <laughs> Milf um, and Dilf Ghost Hunters. And then someone else, yeah. I just got a huge, huge ass. Huge ass. But uh, yeah. I couldn't even get past the opening. It's just over-budgeted cringe crap made by toddlers. <laughs> made by toddlers. I had no idea that Michael Chavez was a toddler. But there we oh, go. Yeah. Five. Little, little toddler. <laughs> so he's the director. He directed The Curse of La Llorona. La Llorona. Oh, is it the same? La, <laughs> La, La Llorona. So the director who directed kids. this directed La Llorona. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And I've not seen La Llorona. I've seen it. Um, oh, yeah. I think um, in the um, in, in our Facebook group, one of the guys was saying, "Was it Joanne saying that uh, the best part of it is the um, the excommunicated priest who basically has all the best lines in the movie?" And it brought it all back to me. That is a true thing. Uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I've missed so many of these because I do like the I do like the country movies, and I've so never maybe that's why it's been cut out. You haven't seen it. They looked at the algorithms and. Ben hasn't seen it. It's out there, yeah. I guess. <laughs> ben hasn't seen it. Yeah, exactly. You're so out yeah, never, never, see, never seen the anime movies either. So I'll probably need to go and give these some time. Well, the first one, I would say not to bother. Uh, I don't. Well, maybe it's. I can't remember. I don't oh, remember I got, enjoying it. I got that's um, not. How, it's not. How it works for me, Luke. I've got. To, I've got to <laughs> see it. <laughs> Have you heard about the cradle of life, Luke? If Ben season <laughs> one, he's got to see them all. I'd like to watch that Annabelle house party one. Annabelle's house party is great. What's that one actually called? I don't know Annabelle's the real name, Ben. Because <laughs> I'm just, just going to be searching Annabelle's Annabelle, house party. Annabelle Homecoming. Yeah. Comes home. Oh. Is that Annabelle Comes Home? Homecoming. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> We're confused. Just, just bloody Google it, is just what I'm saying. Just type Annabelle Origins. It'll come up. Yeah. It'll come up, yeah. It will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you say about this is the latest episode, there is something that feels very episodic about this movie. Um, and it even feels like, even though the first one feels like quite like a standalone episode, the second one feels like a standalone episode. This one feels like it could be a few episodes of a Conjuring TV show. In a season. Yeah. It feels like um, they're, they're leaning into the, the procedural element where a, a, a bad thing happens and then they can... Yeah. Do investigations to sort of find out what's causing it. That's but the, and go on. Sorry, um, I was just going to say, like the true the true crime elements of it. I think kept me engaged in this because mm. with a lot of films like this, demonic possessions slash um, ghostly procedures, and you know they can get a bit cliche, and you know they kind of hit the same sort of beats. But adding that sort of true crime element, I just think makes this whole story, the whole mystery. The way and the way it unravels just that much more interesting. It hangs together a little bit more, and you're less reliant on them coming up with the conclusion because they had a chat with a priest that you get in a ghost movie, or they read a book yeah. at the library. If it's a real serious thing in the library, they go to the microfiche, and it's like, hang on, a murder fifty years ago, exactly today. Yeah. <laughs> That's why them ghosts are at it. But no, they it, it gives it a little bit more interest yeah. in the discovery part i guess and obviously we're gonna we are gonna spoil this movie but the fact that the source of the of the terror was a little bit different to you know anything that we that it could have been like it could have been one or two options and yes things that we've seen before and the source of it was something yeah something a little bit different it almost made the the horror of it feel a little bit more manageable in a way yeah. where i was like yeah. well if this is what 
the deal is, then uh, I'm 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 very happy that they're going to get it sorted out. We'll, Don't worry we'll, about it. We'll throw it out there now. So one more time, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We're going to give spoilers in three, two, one. It was nice after eight movies they get to do like a mirror match where it's like, ha, now there is an evil the Warrens that we're fighting yeah. against. <laughs> an yeah. evil the Warrens. Exactly. Yeah. That's it's like good. A just, it's like when there's the Justice League and there's an evil Justice League. Nega the Warrens. Yeah, yeah the Nega Warrens. <laughs> the Nega Warrens. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was it was good. It was a good, different, it was a different sort of thing. And the fact that, um, it, as I said, it made the horror feel, yeah, a bit more manageable, but also you wanted to find out what the source of it was rather than just going, oh, it's a ghost that exists in that house. Oh, it's a demon that somehow was summoned. It's a little bit different. Which I, haven't I, seen, which I haven't enjoyed. seen The Nun, but like, you know, if The Conjuring 2, which I really like as a movie, effectively, like the the outcome of it is that Valak is a prick. Is that the thing? Like, oh, like what are you at, Valak? You're here. You're causing all fair, these problems. The, the it's supposed to be an origin of that character, the nun, the Valak, whatever, whatever the demon is. The origin of the nun is that uh, <laughs> the the nun exists when the film starts. Do you know what I mean? It's not <laughs> oh, like okay. there's there's no like how did how did the nun become an evil thing or evil Valak become the nun? How did that happen? Oh, the film starts. The nun already exists, so it's not an origin. It's just the same character <laughs> in like the, the past. The fresh yeah, Prince of Bel Air, yeah. Valak is in hell, gets in a bit of trouble, and he has to go and live at a nunnery. <laughs> you see him go with his like, suitcases. It's, it's basically it's basically like saying here's the here's the Joker origin movie and the film opens with the Joker. He's already yeah. the Joker. We don't Batman, find out how he Batman began. Batman, Batman has began. began. Yeah, Batman begins <laughs> opens and Batman's that, already, oh, already, already milling about. Batman's already begun previous to this film. <laughs> I mean, yeah. first um, I'm 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 getting entirely wrong with the nun because it was a bit of a shit show, so um but as far as I remember that's pretty much it. I don't remember there being any because I remember saying, "This is supposed to be the origin of a nun." Why is a nun knocking about already? Yeah, please yeah. direct your angry out. tweets directly to Ben to correct him on that one. I'm sure nobody cares enough about the nun to stand and defend it, but you know, maybe we weren't getting that wrong. <laughs> um, you know, Jem, uh, who we had on the podcast, she's mates with the director <laughs> of the nun. Is that legit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's legit. You're stitching me up for. Yeah, it's actually her dad. The nun is actually her dad. Well, what a what a talent. What a talent. I'm sure he wasn't in charge of the script writing. So uh he wrote the script as well. Oh <laughs> it comes up written and directed by. Oh no. All original ideas by. Oh, I bet the studio interfered loads as well, didn't they? Yeah, the studio interfered. He owns the studio. Oh, for... <laughs> He's the chief exec. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, can't get over it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, then you'd be two for two with Rouse with directors at this room. <laughs> yeah, I think there's more. I do think there's more, which is why I, I feel started... like there's maybe three directors that yeah. you... Yeah, <laughs> which is why I've started <laughs> to go, if 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 I if I write a... a, a angry review on letterbox i won't put it word for word on twitter i'll just post my my rating of the film and maybe a brief reason why i didn't like it leave then he can go hunt it down a letterbox he or she can go hunt it down a letterbox if they're really yeah. angry with me i mean this is the thing about <laughs> criticizing or being a critic which i guess 
I think you're more you are I would say you're a proper critic in the sense that you actually like review films and um I mean we do we do on the show every week but you you put a lot of thought into it when you really do it when you on Letterboxd you actually put like like detailed analysis of your of the films that you've watched Uh, I mean for for, 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 yeah yeah for some of them not like absolutely yeah. all of them. Sometimes I really, really can't be because it's hard sometimes to try and like sh- shape some sort of opinion on a film. Even if it's just like a sentence. You're like, oh god, do I really want to write about this? Yeah. But yeah, so I'll try and keep Twitter. I'll try and keep Twitter mainly a positive space. It's somewhere that I'm always sharing stuff I love. <laughs> if, if you have negativity, go to Letterboxd. <laughs> if you want some negativity, get yourself on over to Letterbox, where I'm Elves. just letting it all come out. Elves. Then Barry Norman Errington will be on there, ripping him apart. Barry Norman. I'm glad that someone on Letterboxd is putting actual thought into reviews, though, because some of the just YouTube comment level stuff that's going on. What was one of the What was one of the quotes you had last week? Was it like "We poo bum 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 (laughs) wait five stars"? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, it was either that or I want to murder Zack Snyder. Oh yeah. Fuming about Zack Snyder, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. I've, done, I mean, some films do make me genuinely angry, but not many. You know, a handful in my life. Most, most of the time, I just enjoy cinema. Alone in the dark. Is, you know? I think that's the only one that really annoyed me. Oh yeah, like I think recently. And he's a director that had come for you as well. So you got to be careful. <laughs> he would. Yeah. He'd want a boxing match with you. Yeah. I reckon he'd just turn up outside your garage and just kick the door in. Either way, I'm going to watch the nun. It's on Netflix now, and it's you know already paid for Netflix. It is, yeah. It's technically free. I'll sit down I'll tell and watch you what, one of these one things. Thing I, one thing I'll say about the nun is it's a really like in terms of like location. <laughs> here come the positives now. Here come the positives. I think the director <laughs> backtracking, really backtracking, good... backtracking. <laughs> no, I think I did say that like in terms of the location, like it's really quite fascinating and really quite interesting. Um, and I think I think it's like a missed opportunity. The fact that it's like a. a ancient nunnery in Romania or something like it's like oh here we go so I wrote how did it go so wrong the setup location and horrific antagonist should make for the perfect horror movie and it's a non-event that's all I said see so technically you could get box quote if they um, just chopped your if they clipped your review you could have the perfect horror movie just dots either side of it (laughs) yeah the setup location the suitably horrific antagonist make for the perfect horror movie they take out the should Fight yeah. that off. Yeah. There you go. You'd be on the poster. I'd love to be on the poster. I would. Maybe we should start coming up with really hyperbolic quotes like in Letterboxd to see if we wee, can. Wee, 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 poo, poo, bum, bum. Yeah. And then the first one to get on the poster, the other two, give them oh, yeah. £10. £10? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's think about it. Kipling £10 last... bounty for the first one of us that can get onto a movie poster. So we're going for Kipling last week, and this week we're going for movie posters. Probably more suitable for a yeah, horror movie podcast. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. I think we have to somehow review the film before the promotional materials start coming out, though. Mm. It's one of the we'll get on one of these indie films and, yeah. Yeah, and say something really, really meaningful about it before it comes mm. out. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. And then we'll win twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> what will you spend it on? Okay, so this film's set in what? So it's 1980, 1981. It's and the Conjuring right? was set in 76, so just five years after The Conjuring 2. Um, Is this the last one in the timeline right now? The le- yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. So we've had yeah. The Nun, we've had Annabelle's House Party, we've had 
go to oh. London. It's all, yeah. it's all on the way. Yeah, yeah. And um, we open with the Milky Bar Kid in a bit in a spot of bother. This kid is the kid from all the horror movie franchises now, right? He's been through um, a lot. Haunted, He's been through a lot. House. Um, he was also in the um, the Marvel TV space. show. Oh, he was in One Division as well. Yeah, yeah, correct. He's a cute kid. I mean, I, I get it. Like he's got the kind of the the geekiness factor to him, but he's also kind of sweet looking. And he looks like if he's in peril, <laughs> then you want to kind of save him. They grow out of that cuteness so quickly. When you've got a cute kid, you got to grind out those horror movies out <laughs> of them like super quick. He's he's off doing Sinister Three or something now. He's ready. It's the ghouls yeah. after him. Is I mean, legit? He... no, I just made that up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who knows what's next for him? Um, I'm hoping. I mean, maybe he'll be more Marvel stuff. If cause he played Wicked, didn't he? And he's a proper character, yeah. so he might turn up more and more. Set for life. Yeah. Um, who? Yeah. What is his name? Um, oh God, is it? While you're looking up his name, I'll describe that he's. We begin with, I think, a classic Conjuring cold open, right, where we have some kind of spooky event which is tangentially related to the rest of the story. Mm. And we begin here with he's having... It's not an exorcism yet. They're having, they're doing something to work out why he's being tormented by a demon. The Warrens are round at his house mm. and they put him to bed to begin, you know, an opening tense scene where... Little kid got on sweet, very nice, doing all right for himself. <laughs> he runs, um, yeah. a demon turns up at his house. He runs into the bathroom, draws the curtain around him, and we see the shower curtains up at the top there. Like some of the rings are actually the fingers of the ghost, and then a load of blood comes in through the thing. We flash back, uh, and all the kids, everyone goes running upstairs to find out what's going on. And then the little boy who is played by actor Julian Hilliard. Seamless. Oh, Julian seem, Hilliard. Was seamless. Is, I'm impressed by that. He's um he's yeah, possessed, he's isn't he? He's bloody possessed. And uh yeah, so there's some pretty cool moments where they're like trying to bring him downstairs to begin the exorcism and he's like clawing against the wall and he's got shanks like, his uh, dad. Oh yeah, of course. He shanks his dad with a with a, with a knife. Is it just is it a knife? Sharpened toothbrush. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, he's been he's he's done some time. He knows what's going on. He doesn't keep uh, a box cutter in their bathroom. Yeah, Ben, move your move your head for your background for those on video. You can see oh, him. Wrong way. There he is. There he is, looking suitably fucked up. Um, so yeah, they obviously do the. And I thought this was quite effective. There's a lot of bendy bone crunching. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, stuff obviously we've cooking seen. popcorn or something. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of uh, yeah crunchy noises. I mean, if you enjoy. Uh, watching like I do, watching videos of chiropractors, and then fast forward into the oh, bits yeah. that are time stamped on the YouTube video to tell you yeah. exactly where the best cracks are. Then, I mean, it doesn't work quite as well on this because you know that they're not quite real. But still, if you enjoy it, then you're going to enjoy these spiny pops. Yeah. All he's over snapping, the place. he's popping, he's got his a body career. popping. Oh, I've just thought it's the eighties as well. That that type of like dance is going to be. At its height of popularity around exactly, it's going to be—he's going to be the talk of the schoolyard. Now you're no longer possessed. I saw some pretty good moves back there with your spine. I reckon you should get onto this guy. He'll give you a—he'll sort you out. 
He'll get you into yeah. his dance troupe. It's going to be great. R- Run DMC Origins. Yeah. <laughs> Run DMC Origins. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so he's popping around um, and the Warrens are doing an exorcism and um, the boyfriend of um, the little boy's sister um, he's, he's had a nice moment with him already. He's like, oh, come on. You're really brave, so you know you can you can get past this. You can get past this old demon business. Um, and then when he's possessed, he's like saying to the demon, "Who are you? Who are you?" I, he's really giving it some. And um, never speak directly to the demon. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Uh, but it's obviously so. Obviously, Ed Warren sees this happening. So the character's name is Arn. Um, sees obviously what's happening is like a transition from one, the demons going from the boy into this guy. Yeah. Um, Ed Warren sees it, but two seconds he's... before the guy was on him, uh, the kid was on him and sort of like stopped his heart. Didn't he? When he jumped yeah, on him. Says, I'll give you a heart attack. Yeah. It looks so like Ed... he's, um, you know, when you eat bread and you don't chew it properly. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell, I oh, got old baguette. He swallowed a whole baguette all the way down <laughs> without biting it at all. Either that or because it was in a rush because this exorcism had to happen, they just sat down for jacket potatoes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to wait till this cold. And he put it in, it's too hot. Yeah. It's burning him all the oh, way down. No. I was like, oh. Where's Lorraine at this point? She's getting him a glass of milk or something. I think <laughs> Lorraine... <laughs> I think... Oh, right. <laughs> Lorraine at this point is just having one of her like flashbacks slash visions. I have one of those. Obviously... They want to do like a job or something. Got to watch yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Are you all right? You really need you to do that. I'm having a vision. Does she have one of his vision? What is she driving? Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, can you put the bins I'm out? Vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm having a vision of the last time I put the bins out and it was a ball ache. That's how I put like, the bins out. <laughs> You've got to come back. You've got to come back. It's like, I can't. I've got to see what happens. You're just dreaming about what. next week's EastEnders. Yeah. I had a real life. I had a real life horror this morning. You know when you hear the uh, the bin the, men come in, the bin men come in. That sounds really and, and you and you know that the bin ain't out. <laughs> yeah. And then for some reason, even though I'm in a room with all my clothes, every single clothing item I own, I, but I can't find something that is going to suitably cover my genital area for ages i end up just having really baggy football shorts so i'm running down wait wait don't go don't go there's the telltale like jingle of like you know the bottles and they're doing the recycling the sound of yeah. the telltale jingle or like the reversing noise where it says like please be careful don't get run over by us reversing unless you're a bin then get inside <laughs> Get inside. Fun we'll party time. They have some yeah. music like an ice cream van instead to make it more of a joy. Oh, yeah. I'd love oh, that. I'd be a delight. That was a, that was a Simpsons episode, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure they had a jingle or a song yeah. I'd be collecting <laughs> rubbish. Bin man. <laughs> Simpsons have predicted something again. Yeah. yeah. They love the it. bin, they love the bin men jingle of the future. The bin um, men jingle. Yeah. Hopefully, I won't have that horror tomorrow, Ben. I'll remember to put the bins out. Is it tomorrow um, for you? Tomorrow for in Kingston. Oh, I've given, given you a given you a timely reminder, so make sure you do it. Oh well, straight no, after we finish, I'll go put the recycling out. Me. Sort out, make sure the glass and uh, make sure the glass and paper's separate. Oh, I trust you to do that, Andy. Uh, I, I sure never doubted it. I've got respect for the for the agency of the respect. bin men. Okay. Anyway, who doesn't have respect <laughs> for the agency of the bin men? Is this horrible possessed kid? He's tried to stop Ed Warren's heart. <laughs> He's yeah. um, and. Arm says, "Ah, oh, no, just leave him alone. 
you can take me instead. Um, and the demon, not being silly, realises it's a much better idea, isn't it? I can have this little kid who, when I possessed him, people just like grabbed me and threw me down and started exercising me. Or I yeah. can have this fully grown man. Um, so it's a great trade. It's a great trader. Yeah. yeah, but what's strange is that it's it's quite obvious that that's what happened. But then everyone, as soon as the demon leaves the little kid, everyone's pretty much like, "Oh, he's fine. Everything all done and dusted." Oh, I mean, I'd, I'd be like, "Let's get a doctor to take a look at you back because you were doing some stuff." There, yeah. Is let's get a car- let's get a chiropractor in because yeah, you're yeah. ever so ever so bendy. Maybe it's because um, Ed's had a heart attack and they've gone, well, yeah. we can only call a doctor for one thing. Healthcare isn't free in this country. Um, true. Yeah. Heart attack, back. My kid doesn't seem possessed in what heart attack it is. So I think it's yeah. because obviously Ed is having a heart attack. And the, the reason he didn't say that's what happened. And I think Lorraine like missed it because she was having a pesky vision. So it doesn't happen. Okay, so to- her vision, uh, she, she was having visions of of some sort of ritual happening, hands cracking something, like blood, an altar. Like blood a, in a, in a, in a, uh, what's the word? Um, mug. A chalice. Chalice. In a mug. Blood Cal- in a mug. Yeah. Blood in mug. Yeah. And it's like an altar, isn't it? Like a stone altar. You can see with like lights and various yeah. other odd paraphernalia around. And it, does she see it like through the, through the eyes of whoever it is? She sees yeah, it. she sees it yeah, when she touches the boy, doesn't she? Because uh, as we find out later, there's a bit of a connection that's going on. Yeah. Goblet. I think that's the word I was trying to oh, think of. The goblet. Goblet of fire. I do like a good goblet. <laughs> no, maybe goblet, it's not a goblet. goblet. What's um, the thing in the Indiana Jones? The Holy Grail? Holy Grail. 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 Maybe it's the Grail I'm thinking of. If you watch that back, right? Indiana Jones and the... What film is it? Last Crusade? Holy Goblet. Last Crusade. Holy and Goblet. When you look goblet. back at that, and you're supposed to pick which drinking receptacle you use for the water there's like plates and stuff in that room who's turning up and choosing a plate laughing at it <laughs> you're laughing at it and he's gone it ain't the right answer but i like your style so i'm gonna let you live or whatever did what happens i can't remember i mean like that guy drinks out the golden cup he ages really fast and indiana jones is dead gets better What's not to say that it's not like George's Marvelous Medicine and each one of those receptacles does something slightly different. So if you drink out the plate, you become yeah. like a, a human cat. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah, into a cat. <laughs> yeah, that'd <laughs> yeah, be um, pretty good. Uh, so yeah, so they take Ed to hospital where they say he's had a heart attack and not just a not just a nice one. <laughs> He's had quite a serious bad heart attack. <laughs> not one of those. Not one of those ones where you find in ten minutes. This is one of the bad ones. Oh, this is one of the bad ones. And then he obviously says to Lorraine. Well, it takes him a while to wake up, doesn't it? Um, there's like a few days where Lorraine's there at his bedside, and sleeping she, at his bedside. And she tells and she a story says, which may or may not be important later. Don't think about it too much. Where she talks about how they've always been together, however far it seems. Um, <laughs> Um, it's the 80s, yeah. so yeah. um, catchy, yeah. They um, they had, a, they, they had a jolly old time when they were played by younger actors when they hid from oh, the yeah. rain under a gazebo, and that will be important or not later on. But that's the reason she's staying. And when he wakes up, he goes, Oh, bloody hell! He goes, The bins, have you put a bins out? <laughs> Fuck! No, he doesn't. That's another yeah. heart attack, so stressed. <laughs> that's an immediate heart attack. 
So now he says, I saw the demon enter Iron's body. So then Lorraine goes, oh, I'm going to sort this out. I'll get on the phone to the police and tell them that there's a guy who's been possessed by a demon. <laughs> Not going to behave. So like, I, I know, know what this is going to sound, sound like. silly, but just like, well, word it differently then. Say something else. It's going to sound a bit silly. I know what, you know, when you figure, oh, come on. Yeah, come if on save, now. If it saves lives, Lorraine, just be prepared to lie about it and say, look, there's been a credible threat phoned in. Yeah. Like exactly. you, um, so they said she says there's gonna be a a, a, a tragedy. tragedy at the Glatzel household. So but he's not is the Glatzel household like it's sort of in there but that's not where they are, they're somewhere else. No, they're they? at the they're they at the live they're... in the vets or like um is it vet, yeah. place. Kennels, that couple yeah. that couple live at the vets. Mm. Or the dog, a really the boarding sweaty kennels. Guy. Yeah, so Arn's like really unwell and like sweaty, and he's clearly he's. Been, I think he's been hearing voices. And he had to come home from work bit. because he almost drops a chainsaw on a fella because oh, there's, yeah. someone, there's someone in the window. I think that he oh, saw yeah. who I thought was actually kind of like uh, give us like the gentleman. Uh, the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer with the gentleman, yeah, a really gangly, yeah, gaunt yeah, looking. Yeah. I thought it was like that, but it, it was actually just a woman. I thought it was going to be for a second there. Just, I thought it was going to be a bloody woman. What's his, what's the name again? What's the chops? Old Valak. And I was like, Old oh, Valak, you again? Yeah. Old nunnery. Oh, I, I want to know what the origin of you is. Well, luckily, coming up in the nun, you'll find out that the origin of me is that I just, that, that I just was. I just was. Just was. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Um. Yeah. So um, they live. But no, it's not him. But we find out who it is a bit later. But for now, he just sees a spooky thing in the window. And he almost drops a chainsaw on his boss. He goes, Kinnell. Bloody hell, nearly could have, could have had me bloody toe off with that chainsaw, you bastard. Get yourself home. So he, um, get, he gets home, he's all sweaty, and then his boss slash landlord is being who loves real Blondie. creepy. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely loves Blondie. He's got Blondie on too loud. All the dogs Wait are going mental. He's like, what, he's like, what's he saying? So he, the thing he fixes is... CD is record player, so he's like he bangs the the wangs the volume all the way up, and he's trying to get him to dance with him and drink beer with him, and he's like spilling bit. It's it. I, I don't want to be around that guy. I mean, I might well, understand him. Just... I'm not possessed. <laughs> <laughs> I've and just he's making his girlfriend sick. dance with him, and he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> slobbering and everything. Just like, yeah. I just want to relax. I've just come. All these dogs turned into a man. Oh, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, maybe we're being unfair. Maybe that's a side effect of his hallucination. But you're yeah, right, Luke. Yeah. It's probably a guy that wants stabbing and he has some water, but that doesn't fix it. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then in the confusion, basically, we don't see what happens, but it looks all spooky. The lights all go off and the guy's running at him. And um, yeah, so he then we just he's... cut to later. He sees him like as a horrible creature coming towards him doesn't he yeah yeah um that's what obviously sets him off that's what makes him do a stabbing and he stabs him like what 20 odd times yeah 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 20 odd times um out of of order and then we just (laughs) see him walking down the street a bit later on and he's got funny possessed eyes which desert him just before the police come and arrest him the devil frame up going her the devil i made you do it now I ain't sticking around to take the blame. See ya. His eyes go normal <laughs> and he goes, oh, I think I've done... I think I've done a bad thing. I've done a bad thing. Yeah, he's like covered in blood as well and um, 
Arn, I have to say, the actor who plays him is he elicits sympathy very well. He uh, yeah, he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, um, and he's just been stitched standard. right up. Exactly. Yeah. He's By the devil choice. of all things. By the bloody devil. I was thinking of this as well. Like the devil. If the devil did go around possessing people, my first one's wouldn't he have better stuff to do? Yeah. Um, stabbing up local Hang kennel on. owner. Did the devil make him do it? Because it wasn't the devil, it was the lady. She's not but the, the devil. Le- but the lady made the devil. The lady made the devil make him do it. But that, that title was considered yeah, too long. The lady <laughs> asked for a favour from the devil to make him do it. Wait, no, but I thought she was doing these possession slash sacrifice suicides. This is the subtitle of the film. She was making them do uh, possession slash suicide sacrifices and she's going to do free people and that was going to allow her eternal life or, or something or yeah i don't think the devil gets involved at all until the until the but very like, end they get he gets a soul either way so like the devil gets a soul and if she doesn't do that then he gets hers instead so That's it's win-win not... for the devil so what does the lady get out of the deal i don't know Eter- eternal life, isn't it? is it eternal life <laughs> <Subway Excuse voucher. laughs> A foot long. <laughs> Nectar points. Ooh, yeah. a foot a foot long. Meatball marinara. 15%. Meatball marinara, they the devil makes me buy those. And they're, they're not easy to eat. Like yeah. the amount of, you know when he's uh Arn's got all the red over him. That's me after I've <laughs> eaten a meatball marinara. Yeah. What's the what the devil's You've done? You've got to like identify it. You manage a foot long. The I devil made me do it. I, I only I only want slightly more than one six inch sub. Just get a foot long, it'll yeah. be all right. You'll finish yeah. it. Get yeah. a cookie. Get a co- oh, don't the devil. <laughs> the meatball yeah. marinara one's difficult to eat because you've got to like, identify where the meatballs are. Yeah. And then almost like... And the bread gets and soggy. Then, and it like starts to tear. If you bite it the wrong way, it pops out. Yeah, shoots you've, out. Got to, you've got to place your bites very well on a meatball marinara. Yeah, you probably need the powers of the devil. It's an interactive sandwich in that way. Yeah. More hassle than it's worth, <laughs> to be fair. Choose your own adventure sort of sandwich, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh so obviously Arn gets arrested and then pretty much immediately the Warrens decide that they're gonna try and help get him off, not in that way. Get him off from the murder, not Come here, Arn. give him Milf and Dilf Milf and Dilf, one of each. Um yeah. so obviously doesn't matter what you're into. They speak to his lawyer and they pretty much say oh, this was quite a nice little scene, I thought. They kind of threaten her, they have a nice bit of jovial well, yeah, yeah, it's also, where the, it's where the lawyer good. goes like, "Well, you failed to convince me. How are you going to convince the grand jury?" And Ed Warren's like, "Tell you what, pop round our house for dinner. Um, we'll introduce you to Annabelle. Annabelle's just like a party trick that you get out." Yeah. Now. <laughs> How could you live in that house of all that shit going on inside that room? Just ah, oh, couldn't relax. Could never relax. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then the lawyer decides to bring the obviously. Um, d- defend Arn as and say basically he wasn't of sound mind because he was possessed by a demon. And they do make a, a good point, I suppose, that obviously court cases yeah. they always they always bring the presence of God into everything. So you know, um, pledging whatever you do on the Bible. What do you say? I won't lie. I, I promise I won't lie. lie. Pledge allegiance to the Bible, well, but I pledge, right. I pledge <laughs> allegiance to the Bible, especially this bit. What book would you pledge allegiance to, Ben, if you don't like the Bible? Uh, oh, oh, Luke, it's, open, it's an open question. I mean, it has to be something that's completely based in facts. I would say 
like a dictionary like because <laughs> then it's like you can't I don't, I don't know the implications of that are like you couldn't make up a word like it's when you're playing scrabble and you make some shit up it doesn't fly yeah. So you've got you've got oh. to tell the, you've got to be on point with it. It could be a special edition of the Bible, not the Bible of the dictionary that has none of the words or definitions for any synonym of lies. So oh. you can't you can't use any of them. They're out. <laughs> yeah. That's the special book. Yeah. <laughs> I might do uh, Lemmy's autobiography because I feel like I'm t- always telling stories from Lemmy's autobiography. I feel like from? I hold, I hold it as such. <laughs> I was thinking about it recently. And I was like, such a great book, probably one of the greatest books ever written. So, Is that the one where he's talking about um, uh, Rolling Stones are like London posh boys and the Beatles are proper hard men from? from... Just like, it, it's absolutely mad. I remember one chapter starts with, I woke up on Brighton Beach. And I ate, and for breakfast I ate a tin of cold beans with a comb. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> any book, good. any book that's got that like that in it, I'm gonna pledge allegiance or whatever. Yeah, you do. So, yeah. Swear you like. Life I see. Away. Um, it's just great. Is it's there a great. is there an origin chapter much like the nun where <laughs> we work, where, we, where we work <laughs> out where where his favorite card came from? He says, for a long time as a boy, I actually liked the Queen of Club, the Queen of Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> It's just well, seven no, of diamonds is just, the one for me all through the seventies. There's a load of there's just a load of drug stuff, a load of stuff where you're like he should have died ten times over before he did. There's one bit where he like puts a load of, a load, I think he's made a load of like acid tabs and he's got them and for some reason, I think he's keeping them in a bottle or something and they've added water to it because I think he's going to go and dry them out and take them when he gets home. And then apparently the police turn up, so he just necks the whole the whole bottle. And then he said. Yeah, I was high for about four weeks. <laughs> Just walking around like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. So as you can tell, stuff. as you can tell, I've been I've been talking about that book a lot lately. So when you said what book to bring up, so you'd not? have chosen you'd have chosen that one. Lemmy White Line Fever. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Andy? What have you decided? Hungry Cat um, Billy. I always like it, it's a it's a sacred tome for me. Back in the days, I really wanted to get, well, I had the originals when they came out as comics of the seldom happens, a Justice League Avengers crossover, JLA Avengers. Oh. And they did a hardcover of it once upon a time. And it was like 50 quid. But this was like, you know, I was at uni, 50 quid was a lot of money. And I was like, I can't spend 50 quid on like a hardback book. 50 quid on a hardback comic. It's a lot of money. Regret that oh, ever since. Now I've looked. I've looked at it looked, as an adult now with the job and stuff. I thought I could probably get that. Of course, doing fifty quid anymore. It's out of print, and I get it for like three hundred quid. Oh. So maybe if I promise not to lie in court, if they would give me the book, if you get to take the book home, <laughs> if you get to keep it, the book if, you don't lie. The if you don't lie, <laughs> if you lie, you're not having this. Goes back to Santa Claus and <laughs> yeah, that's the book I would want if I could take it home. Is it official? I've always wondered if stuff like that is official. Yeah, it's it's officially canon, I think. That's absolutely mad. Who wins? Spoiler. Oh, it's classic Batman v Superman. They punch for a bit and then their mates, they team up at the end. But there's an excellent... Classic. There's a, um, the, um, the final cover is an excellent image of, like, Superman looking all battered. He's got, like, Captain America's shield and Thor's hammer. What a time. It's, oh, it's a wow. huge... Everyone versus everyone. There's a time. Yeah, it's insane. Got a book. JLA Avengers, horror fans. Get involved. 
hard get to get involved. involved. It's hard to get. It's not available digitally. So good luck. Don't push the prices up of the book that I want. Okay, just. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. Let's have a look. Uh, so, yeah, what happens? He, he goes to the... He gets, like, incarcerated, doesn't he? I guess. And they're yeah, going to... He goes, he goes to prison, um, and they, they, they're going to do the best to get him out. They're going to go and do some investigations. Um, but the devil does visits. Visiting hours don't mean anything to the oh, devil. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. he's, in, he's in hospital. Well, he's not... He's, it's a prison, but there's a hospital wing. And he's been in charge with <laughs> yeah. um, he's been charged with mopping it, and um, the devil yeah. try the devil gives him a little scare. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Yeah. So it's how we're led. It's how we're led to know that, that the devil um, don't give a fuck, mate. Well, they do a little test on him as well, don't they? Before he gets. That's away, right. Yeah. To try and make sure, to try and see if he's possessed and they get him to read from the Bible and they go, well, if he's possessed, he definitely wouldn't have been able to read from the Bible. He'd have been fuming. Again, yeah, so I don't was... think the devil has anything to do with it. Devil's not possessed. I think... He's not, he's not so... possessed, is he? He's, he's the place, the curse, he's cursed. So he's like... cursed. Yeah. They work out eventually that it's like a satanic curse. Um, and then obviously when they're doing some digging, later they look mm-hmm. under the house in the like crawl space area and they find a creepy like witch's totem which i guess confirms that that's a, a creepy human... little moment it's quite scary that moment yeah. in the rain the yeah. scary bit under the house ruining right? that dress oh, in the yeah. mud yeah yeah Poor ed can't guys. go under it's just that heart attack <laughs> he's in like a wheelchair as well yeah, yeah. i think <laughs> lazy <laughs> Le- yeah, he's, lazy he's been lazy <laughs> just had a heart attack have you grow up come on and we've gone back to the start as well. Like this is when they find the totem. They investigate when it first began. They have a little bit of a flashback when the little boy almost gets like yanked into a waterbed. Oh yeah, that's where the ghosty begins. Yeah, that was pretty oh, yeah. cool. And then they, and yeah. yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. So obviously, there's a waterbed already in the house when they move in. He, he has a little lie about on it, and then we, there's a creepy a moment. Face in there. See a face, then a hand, and then it grabs him, tries to pull him in. Um, but another another example, though, this bit where the where the waterbed almost pulls him in, it explodes obviously, and there's water everywhere. Yeah, 
either of you, if that had happened to you, you just moved into a house, you've been in the house for not five minutes and you've broken a waterbed, do your parents come in and say, oh, you're all right, you had a yeah. scare, no. or are you in the worst trouble in the world because you've destroyed yeah. a waterbed in your new house? Yeah, I remember um, we were moving house and I was really fascinated by uh, the, the you know cigarette lighters in cars. You push the thing and it pops out and look at the, the burning rings. And we were in like a moving van we've hired. And I was looking at it as my dad was in the house getting boxes ready, and I dropped it, and it like burned into the car seat, like yeah. <laughs> was like melted into it, and it started smoking. And I just ran away into my bedroom, <laughs> immediately <laughs> ran away, just left what the happened? car, left the van smoking. And my left dad like, first to the point is my dad was convinced. But even now, he says I did it on purpose. I, I didn't. I dropped it. Even but... now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's right. he says he's only one time looks been a, a, a like a pain in the ass is when he when he purposely shoved that cigarette <laughs> lighter into the seat and didn't <laughs> but like so if it was a waterbed my dad would be convinced for years that i'd like scissored it or something yeah oh, there's no Luke, way he would ever agree it was an accident yeah you you know you're around there with your fiance this is now whatever you do when you're setting up a, you know your marital home together don't get a waterbed luke will take scissors to it like that didn't like it. Evil. Oh, Andy, and you even really, really dark and video. You're really dark and creepy. Yeah, look at you. Terrifying. <laughs> you've you've literally become one of the, the Warrens. Yeah, you're like, in the image. The third Warren. Yeah. The the son of Warren. Sylph. Uh, <laughs> that, that sounds really wrong. Sylph. <laughs> oh no. I've got the light on. A son. I'd like to know. No. 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 Yeah, no, 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 no Take that back. You're just like a silhouette man now. It's fine. We can deal with it. That's what I meant. Silhouette. Yes. Silhouette. Yeah. Uh, yeah silhouette I'd like to fuck. Silhouette I'd like to fuck. <laughs> There's not many silhouettes you would fuck. Maybe like, I don't know, Jessica Rabbit. Because, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that Sorry. silhouette. Yeah, getting ahead of myself. Now. Andy, what is going on? Why are you... I don't know. Nothing's happening. Why, do you look... Why are you turning into a shadow? Oh, no. Possessed the devil. I should come never out... have offered to take come out of the Come out kid. of the background and then back in. Right, let's have a go here. No, not working. Um, yeah, so what happens? So they find the the witch's totem in the crawl space at, under the house, which is creepy. What is it? It's made of like animal. It's like a human ju- jewel. Jewels. Yeah, it looks ju- like a human jewel. Yeah. Which is when they work out that obviously it's a person who's placed the curse on this house. Um, it's a witch's totem. And then they go and meet this guy, a former priest, who previously dealt with. This the cult, cult of the ram or something like that. Yeah, Disciples of the Ram Disciples cult of the ram. or something. So they do a bit of digging and they find out that this thing existed. Um, yeah, so he sort of gives them some information. He's played by, what's his name, from Lord of the Rings, isn't he? The, what's his name? The uh, the guy that was in charge of... Um, oh, he's in charge of... Is it Gondor for a while? Yeah. John Noble. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was going to so, burn, burn his cl- son up on the fire. Okay. Yeah. The guy who makes Pippin sing. Sean Bean's dad. Yeah. The one who makes Pippin sing. sing, yeah. And there's a close up of him eating something at one point, isn't there? Like a fruit. Big old bit of chicken. He eats like a, a berry or something, it pops. Yeah. Like he eats something, it like uh yeah. disgusting. It's like disgusting ASMR. The worst yeah. type yeah. of ASMR. Um so yeah, we get a little bit of a backstory with him that he's a like a former priest and he's not a priest anymore. He's like, I've had enough, I've had out to air because he a didn't he um didn't he like there was a big breakup of a big Satan cult and he's been rehabilitating them all? So I oh, don't like Satan. And um, <laughs> yeah. and he's ended up he's ended up with all their stuff and they go and see him. 
Yeah, so he's got a room of absolute. Terror. He has a he has a <laughs> he has a conjuring house, effectively. Yeah, and I think they even even the people who've even Ed and Lorraine Warren who have got a room full of shite like that, they say mm-hmm. you should burn this room. <laughs> they've <laughs> got no. They've literally got a haunted doll in there in there. I keep getting out or something. There's loads of films about it. Yeah, and it's a little silly. You should burn this room. It stinks. You should burn (laughs) this room. Someone's done a shit somewhere and you'll never find it. I can't can't burn it because then you'll let all the ghoulies out. So you just got to keep it in this room forever. I think he makes a point that the reason he's keeping everything is because, you know, otherwise. That's the exact same point as what they say then. Yeah, there's other things you could do though, right? Quick ideas for you guys. Brains brainstorming the Warrens. Like seal them all in cement and then chuck them in the bottom of the sea. Like Megatron. Just chuck him down there. Like Megatron, yeah. It's that Mariana Trench, gone forever. And then we could do a future a future uh, installment of the conjuring in a in a thousand years or something. When the bottom of the sea is full of ghosts. Yeah. Oh full of Annabelle. Yeah. Floating dolls. Floating dolls, ghost sea. I like yeah. it. I Great. want it. I want it. Um, <laughs> Conjuring episode nine, written by us. So um, this guy pretty much explains that obviously some sort of a cultist has intentionally left the totem there, resulted in the curse which cursed the family. Um, yeah, they've done it on purpose. They've done it on purpose, you, you knob. Um, and then we get like a sort of spin-off side story, side mission. Which yeah. the Warrens go on to yeah. a place called Danvers in Massachusetts, where so what they do is they take the picture of the totem and they get the dude who's like their who is he like their sidekick? Is he new? Is he like the nun and he's always just there? Like they seem to have this sidekick. <laughs> I, I don't he remember. In the, from I think he's in the first. Two. I think he's yeah, in the first. I think he was like one of the video technician from yeah. the AV club or whatever they call it. I think he's been out of time. Although I'm looking forward to his, his uh, spin-off movie that he should get in the next. It looks like years. he always sticks around and does the dirty work, you know. When people go, oh, "Can you just, can you send this image to every police department within like whatever m- mile radius?" And for some reason, he sends one to Massachusetts, it's and they like, say, "Start start local and then and then spread out." Is this kind of not just send all the letters in one go? No, write the letters, <laughs> wait for replies, <laughs> then go further out. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he's he's doing the the donkey work to find out where someone else might have seen this. Uh, the priest does warn them. He says, oh, look, be bloody careful because if there's one thing you can rely on with Satanists is that and they'll get you. They, they, <laughs> they'll they don't take, get you at the end. They, 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 they don't take it well. They said, oh, someone else did that once, tried to mess with them and went bad. Got so what out. happened? Uh, <clears throat> someone like... She killed... Like, someone killed... One partner killed the other and then put their head on the train track, did he say? That's it. Oh, yeah. Head That's on the train track. Yeah. Because it was nice and cool. It was a hot day. They were like, <laughs> put your head on the train track. There's a train coming. Ooh. Yeah, but I'm boiling. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah. Uh, so it's like yeah. a detective from Danvers who messages them. Get, oh, sorry, gets in touch with them and says, I've there's a girl them. called Katie Lincoln who was stabbed 22 times and they found the totem at the home of her friend, Jessica, who is missing. She's gone missing. It's terrifying. Uh, so yeah, they go on a little side mission. Just felt like I'm oh, like an episode of the X-Files or something, but in a nice little 20 minute segment, possibly. Um, so yeah, they go and sort of investigate and obviously the, the standard things where Ed and Lorraine have to try and convince 
someone who doesn't believe in all the paranormal stuff that that this is what they kind of need to do and they make a deal don't they do they make a deal yeah well they say we'll help you find either where her body is or find out more information about this case if you then tell us about our case because they sort of I think they've gone along thinking that he's going to help them from the start say oh no you're here to help me fine we'll solve your murder and they say well are you really psychic and I do some tests for Lorraine and it's like Patrick walks in is furious he's like she's not a sideshow she's not going to do it and say that's your card that's the murder weapon a one in three chance (laughs) a one in three chance she gets it and they go whoa man oh my god (laughs) shit yeah some more blood on it. <laughs> yeah, it had a little fleck of blood on it, yeah. <laughs> Which was the murder yeah. weapon. So yeah, they go to like where she was apparently last, not last seen, but like where they found a body, wasn't it, of the yeah. other girl. Um, they do a vision. The rain starts doing a vision, but does a vision where she's like fully involved and playing playing the role of uh, the girl who's missing. Yeah, I've got to say the green screen this bit kind of threw me out a little bit. Uh, so she, Lorraine runs to the cliff edge where the possessed girl killed herself jumped up and i was like it didn't like didn't look like she was on that cliff at all no if you floating felt similar, yeah floating, floating three yeah. feet above above it yeah, yeah. so so she, um, yeah so like the ghost of just Je- of jessica like grabs her didn't she and yeah, almost tries pulls to her over pull the edge her off, of the that's cliff. mean yeah um, but um but yeah, the connection ed saves is her. ed does save her with a little dive he also has another heart attack doing that he's like <laughs> my heart's on red He's had 12 heart attacks since he's had throughout the film. He's just keeping them quiet. He's like, fuck, you know. Um, so, yeah, the, the, and they find out that the connection was that Jessica was under the influence of a demonic possession before she jumped to her death. So they try and make the connection here. They're like, oh, but she was miles away from where our demonic possession is. So is it really linked? Even though it's the same totem. Um, so they go to do some more digging they go to the funeral home where yeah you can't just wait till morning for that it's very important this This is quite a creepy uh, bit Um, the Conjuring universe hasn't really had zombies in it before but this was a bit of a zombie zombie kind of scene we get a zombie bit right now so she goes and makes the connection and Lorraine makes the foolish mistake here. So she goes and holds the hand of the of the dead girl that they've got out of the Which is lake. very, very juicy. The, yeah, the she's all, hand. she's yeah. full of juice and she wants to set the juice. So she holds her hand <laughs> and she goes, she's not very patient. She goes, oh, I can't feel anything. And then like seconds later, oh no, here we go. Vision. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, vision again. And then she's having a vision and she sees the same like totem table where the person is doing a, doing a ritual um they've already warned the poor chaplain at the prison they've worked out that it is connected and there's someone going on and said i'll phone um phone the prison chaplain because they're going to try and she's going to try and get him again so he's looking after looking after your boy in prison um and she sees like uh, the person the baddie Doing the doing a ritual that takes control of Matey in prison, and he smashes a bottle of holy water that the priest has given him. And at first, she's just watching him, uh, just watching him. And he's going to cut himself with the glass. Um, so she does like a Gandalf voice. She goes, and like cancels the <laughs> cancels the spell very briefly. Yeah. Um, 
but then yeah. she realizes that the um that the connection worth connection works, both, works ways. both ways yeah so she and can see immediately absolutely fucks it by using a using a real name she goes ed phone this don't, don't use your name yeah they don't have nicknames <laughs> delph and milf or <laughs> cyclops and jean gray jean gray yeah yeah oh. Very nice. Patrick Wilson could play Cyclops, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Could play anyone. Could play anyone. Yeah. Um yeah, so she uses her name immediately, and then they with this is the first proper look we get at our at our enemy. He, she's like the Nega Lorraine. So she's opposite <laughs> she has similar powers to Lorraine, but is yeah. in a different colour palette and is evil. Yeah. And uses them for bad, very, yeah. very bad things. And she <laughs> brings like a there's a big horrible bulk man um zombie and she brings him to life to he to looks get like them. one of the zombies in Shaun of the Dead. Do you remember there was a dude like quite a heavy set dude with long blank hair? Were they twins? There was like two people who looked quite similar. Yeah, I think they were twins, but he looks like one of them, big old yeah. guy with big horrible terrifying footsteps. Yeah, it's got big boom, 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 a boom. big a big old naked like, when he was not a zombie, he might have been really nice, but now between the skinny magic lady and the big man, it's like a bulk and skull double act. That's what I call them. Yeah. And, yeah. and there they are. So Bulk goes to get Lorraine. She doesn't want to break the connection, never listens to Ed. Like, You've got to break the connection now. Um, she breaks the connection just in time and Bulk falls down dead. We don't get to see the ramifications of the terrible mess they've made in the um, yeah. in the funeral home. <laughs> yeah, they just leave. See you later. Sorry, they've guys. squeezed. They've squeezed that juicy. <laughs> they hand. just call that uh, colleague of theirs to get to all the grunt work, dude. There's a uh, <laughs> yeah. guy fell on the dead guys on the floor. Can you come yeah. and pick him up? He's massive. We... He weighs at least twenty five stone. But you'll yeah. get him back on the table, won't you? We know you can. We've dinged the body quite what? a bit. He did bash his head on the table because he was running at us as a zombie very briefly. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you could just square that away, we did break the window to break into the Smash. funeral home. And we did make at least one phone call while we're here, so you probably clear that as well. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, right. but yeah, they um, they just chip off back home, I guess, to do some more research. Yeah, so they go back to the house, um, and there's obviously a weird bit where Ed, like, what happens? He like loses consciousness, then he like oh. wakes up. That's it. Yeah, he collapses, and then he has a, and then he wakes up in bed, and he's having a bit of a nightmare. And Bulk, the big zombie man, is at oh, their yeah. house now. Oh yeah, and he's about to, um, he's about to like banish him with a cross, and then the useful assistant grabs his arm, and he comes back to what actually happened was he was possessed, wasn't he? And he was going to stab Lorraine. Yeah, and then we find out. Yeah. Pretty- pretty much now that there was another totem hidden in like this vase of roses because the flowers sent to the house as a get was it like a get well soon thing for... when were they sent were they sent after it arrived so... that morning i think it's after oh, okay so after, after they made the connection after they've had the connection and the rain yeah. went geez ed warren my husband who lives at 555 <laughs> real street usa <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, she's immediately got the name and address and she's able to send some flowers that get there. And I guess these totems, to give it a modern spin, obviously we're bringing it out of the 80s now, they're like Wi-Fi signal boosters. 
So if you've got one of those in your house, then she, the demon lady, can, you know, the way IT can like um, remotely pilot your computer when you've got a problem. Yeah. She can do that with your husband. <laughs> she can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Devo. Team, um, she got the team viewer software. Yeah. Log in. So, so then. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect perfect analogy so then drew the dude he's like got a book of witchcraft which he found he gives it to ed and he states but basically he's got the answers for how the curse can be lifted is that that altar that lorraine has already seen in her visions needs to be destroyed smashed um, in twain smashed in twain smashed crushed to yeah. dust it literally says that it's like there's this big thing that's written in a little bit of Aramaic and a little bit of Latin. Oh, my Latin's a bit rusty. It says here that this curse is about, yeah, if you want nectar points, you've got to make these three murder suicides happen, and then you um, and then you get all the ones you could ever want. Yeah. Uh, so oh, does it say how to does it say how to break the curse? And it's like, funnily yeah. enough, it does. <laughs> so <laughs> scroll down a bit. They work out now that Katie, the girl from Massachusetts who died, like attended Fairfield University, which is really close. And they do that thing where they go, all the dots on the map are in real close places. And then they basically work out the common denominator, the place which links all these places together pretty damn easily. Because obviously Lorraine... Train tracks, river. She talks about, yeah, the train tracks and a river. And they try and converge on what the spot is that, you know... That, yeah. that it could be and they pretty much work out that it is that dude's house the dude you know, that they went to see the partner. former priest Negahead you know it would have been a good um, partner for Lorraine in this one <laughs> not that Ed doesn't do a good job but Ezekiel from from Saw the Book of the Spiral the Book of Saw last week he recognised those buildings just from that brickwork oh yeah if he'd <laughs> been teamed up with it he's house. absolutely great identifying that anything else not so in a way <laughs> That guy who plays a negahead, which I don't think is quite fair on Ed to call him the negahead. Yeah, but, he's um, a dad. He's a dad. Yeah. He. Uh, but he. Um. He was in Fringe the TV show. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. He was, he was really okay. good in Fringe. He was the uh, like a a funny old cantankerous scientist guy. Have you seen Fringe, Andy? No. No. I've heard I think it'd be right up your street. Yeah. It, it, I think the first season or two was spot, kind of X Files in a way. Add it to the list, Luke. The never ending list of content. What I could do is like get an Ill, I should really get an illness that means that I'm okay, <laughs> but I need to stay in and not work yeah. and watch TV for a while. Yeah, I recommend it. But that guy, as soon as I saw him in it, he was, he was, he's even quite funny in this in a way. Like he, there's one bit where he, she, uh, Lorraine wants to shake hands and he's got chicken shit on his hands. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got a, sort of a dry way of. Uh, I, would just sh- I would have shook her hand. She goes, "Oh, what's this?" Uh, maybe yeah. that was a, really maybe sorry, that was but it's chicken shit. Maybe that was tactical though, because she would have seen the connection. Maybe, maybe he always oh. keeps chicken shit. Oh, didn't just even in think case. <laughs> he was like, quick, "I was chicken shit in my hands." I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> saw them pull, saw him pull up in the car and just wiping his hands around on the floor. Oh, <laughs> what a great man! <laughs> um, he comes clean pretty quick, doesn't he? He like says. Yeah. Um, if Elaine turns up at three in the morning, whatever time it is, you know you, you she's figured so, it out. So the well, no, because she goes there not because she's figured it out, doesn't she? She she goes there. She goes to get his advice to get his advice again. Yeah, she's she? Gone, oh, I thought that I that's she... where it was. I thought they yeah. were like that's that's it, exactly the house. It is, but Ed realizes it, yeah. it ten minutes after she's gone. There's no mobile. Yeah. Oh, there. he's already okay. left. She's yeah. gone to go and ask him again, and then they've done all the done all the detective work. 
Plenty that's of, bad, bit late, bad bit late, Ed. Yeah. Bit late, Ed. Come on, sort it out. So I put this uh, so as a really crucial bit. So um, the dad says, yeah, my daughter is um, is the Nega Elaine. She's Nega Elaine. Nega, is it Lorraine? It's Lorraine. Nega Lorraine. Um, and then she, she's got like these tunnels. Uh, he brought her up, and then because he was uh, exposed to all of this evil stuff, she got really into it. And every time he said, No, don't be into it, she got more into it. That's the way teenagers work. And then she, <laughs> she should have really pushed she it into, into it and the cure. And uh, she goes into the, she finds the tunnels where she listens to the cure and, and sacrifices goats. Um, yeah. But like she's got like a really cool little tunnel. I don't know what the tunnels are for. Uh, but there's like an altar there. There's all this spooky stuff. Um, and then he tells Lorraine to go, um, or Lorraine says that he gives her the key or something. And she goes, so, yeah, a, ba- a base is in there, but she's coming, so you better do one. There um, is a pro- couple of really spooky bits here. The bit where uh, the daughter kind of walks in, uh, and she's like, I'm not happy with you, dad. Um, and then she like takes two steps, and then like. As soon as she walks off camera, she's like suddenly behind him. Yeah, it's just very. I thought that was a creepy moment. I like that. I thought that and was, then, <sighs> go on, sorry. All the moments to kill your dad, and it like uh, everything yeah. you've been through, and uh, now you just like. I mean, he's grasped you up. I know. I know. I know. You got to do your. <laughs> she tells him snitches get stitches. Snitch, snitches yeah. get stitches. I understand that, but at the same time, he's not yeah. a threat. Just go and fuck up. And the then I saw. Oh, so as I was going about my week on social media, I saw some people complaining about how, oh, the new Kaiju movie is not scary at all. So did they watch this scene? The bit where Lorraine is going through these these tunnels, I think is genuinely quite yeah. terrible. It's terrible, isn't it? Especially like... when Thingy turns up and you know she's behind her and sort of catching up to her and stuff. It's yeah. really scary. She's what a scary she's a scary lady, is yeah. Nega, Nega Lorraine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she does all these things where, like, first she's trying to push the altar over, but it's too blooming heavy. She's Bolted made it down. out of <laughs> Wait, good, solid construction this, materials. This isn't a flat pack. This is yeah. real. She's got this remote Kitchen furniture. Kitchen worktop. <laughs> yeah. No veneer. So she's um, so she can't push it over. And then the enemy comes. Bad negular rain. And she puts her, like, into a bit of, oh, what is it now? Is it? Is it the Last Jedi where they where she goes into that tunnel and there's loads of her? She Last Jedi, sir. Yeah, I'm not too sure why why that happens. Just to confuse her for a sec. Just to confuse her. Yeah. Yeah, like there's loads Strange. there's loads of her in lots of yeah in Doctor Strange mirror universe. I'm guessing because she's done some Satan things, she yeah. has a few Satan powers like um, the connection and um, mirror universe and that type of thing teleportation. And there's a bit yeah. there where she's kind of pinned her down and she's going to... This is another quite scary bit, right? When she has the knife and she's going to get there in the eye. She's like, oh, go on, open your eye, mate. I'll just stab you in the eye here. She's a scary character. Yeah. That, that lady, yeah, it's really creepy, really. And I, for a moment I was watching because the rain was kind of using her sight beyond sight to see through her eyes sometimes. It's kind of flicking between because the connection's going. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh is she going to use that power against her? So she's going to think she's going to stab herself in the eye. No, she's going to twat her with the rock. Well, then she uses her vision uh, to see the rock. Like she doesn't know it's there. So she uh, sees the rock in Negla Rain's vision. And, Dwayne and the Rock Johnson? Yeah. He's there, ringside, waiting for lays, a tag. Lays the smack down on her. Tag me in. Yeah, he lays a rock hot, bottom. Waiting for a hot tag. 
Um, but yeah, I, I quite like the fact that yeah. So the main antagonist in this um, is a human being. Sure, yeah. sure, Negla Rain and someone, someone with um, demonic well powers, I guess. Interests, witchy, witchy power, demonic interests and witchy powers. But yeah, it's a person. It's interesting because you know we haven't had that at all in the Conjuring universe. I know we've had like. I mean, I'm sure we've had like some. Bad tends to be demons, there. doesn't it? Like they tend to go tends to, to, just the, be to demons, the inhuman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess we should. We kind of stated over it. We've lost the. We've buried the lead here in our other character. Um, he is trying. The priest at the prison is trying to exercise him, and he's oh, yeah. floating up in the air, and he's about to kill himself as this is coming through. Ed it's like arrives. This is the first first time the priest has seen any shit like this as well, because he is like really really like oh my god he thinks to himself like i was just like i'm just the priest at a prison yeah and sign up for this <laughs> sign up for this. Yeah. obviously um arn's arn's girlfriend as well is there trying to sort of like i, don't, I mean i don't know why why is she allowed in there kind of a bit mad oh come on if the devil's allowed to visit anytime he wants yeah i suppose so yeah visiting yeah. hours are just come in just come in and chill out for a bit <laughs> 12 till 12 every day <laughs> it's all good don't you worry about it um yeah, um, Ed arrives. He don't worry. You haven't got to go through the secret passageways. There's just another door into the base, um, mm. just in the garden. So he takes that. Yeah. He goes down, and then he thinks he sees Lorraine, but it's another trick. It's not her. It's Nega Lorraine. Well, and she the, first of all, um, Nega Lorraine does the little. Oh no, sorry, you're about to say that. Apologies. Yeah, no, sorry. go for it, Ben. Go. Uh, so when Nega Nega Lorraine appears, she blows pixie dust in his face. Uh, to to which he, he he automatically becomes under the influence of that his eyes go all milky he's got a sledgehammer and then he starts going ham trying to kill Lorraine thinking she's obviously Nega Lorraine someone else Nega Lorraine. Tells, Lorraine. It's, tells it's hammer time to make. yeah he, yeah um, other 80s references maybe this he's was being a bit... sledgehammer yeah, this Peter was a Gabriel bit... <laughs> sledgehammer this was a this was a bit like um the Shining, I yeah, thought, yeah. with him yeah. sort of like stumbling around, smashing things, trying to kill her with that. Obviously, I guess, yeah, under the influence as well, some evil force. Yeah. And it's really it's really tense. He's trying to get her, but then she eventually is out of places to run. And mm. remember that scene earlier on where she told that story about the gazebo? Yeah. That we thought at the time, is it or is it not going to be something later? Yeah, Guess yeah. what? Is Chekhov's gazebo. Um, <laughs> just go- she uses Chekhov's gazebo. <laughs> She's yes. a Chekhov's gazebo on him at the same time as Arm's girlfriend says, Oh, love you, you're brilliant, don't kill yourself. Love um, conquers all. Yeah, I gotta always, say, always I, I wasn't that much of a, a fan of this particular. Um, what do you mean? Uh, it seems like a weak way for the characters to overcome the evil, if that makes sense. I mean, I know. With a rock. Yeah. <laughs> we love each other. I don't know. Seen it, I don't know. Maybe. I wish maybe the love conquers evil is is the the right message, but for me it felt a bit um, a bit hamfisted. Should have just tricked him because like when he comes to his senses, we learn that the thing she's standing by is the altar. Yeah, she could have just won based on her wits and just moved out of the way, so he smashed the table. Exactly, something that yeah. like was like I don't know was. Yeah. Was smart. a cleverer, yeah, smarter yeah. move on her side. Yeah, and then she would have been the champion and ha, positive Lorraine wins. Yeah. yeah. Um, but either way, the love conquers all. He comes <coughs> to, smashes the smashes the table, 
um, and that means the curse is broken. So um, it's fine. He gets unpossessed. There's loads of people just in the hospital bit. So there's the priest and his girlfriend trying to stop him. And then in the background, there's about half a dozen people in the office just like yeah, rubbernecking. Um, <laughs> so they've all seen it. Devil confirmed, I guess. Um, so that that happens. And then the devil turns up. Is it the devil? I think it is. I think this is the mm. point where the devil actually turns. Because the He's devil made her do it the devil yeah. made her do the all the so the, it's from her perspective the title's from her perspective it was all along it. yeah yeah and, and then, then she, he, and she then, like twists her neck out or something or? yeah the he, devil he basically folds her up like do you know when you used to fold a crisp packet into a triangle <laughs> yeah. he basically he basically does that to her <laughs> the devil treats like a transformer <laughs> converts into a boom box like Scott like starts like sound wave and then uh, yeah. just carries her off to hell with his new Dead. with his new sound system yeah great stuff and uh, they just yeah. let him get on with it and then Ed and Lorraine go outside I assume the police turn up and say yeah that folded up woman and the uh, priest we saw their deaths but we're not implicated in either of those murders we'll just go home yeah. Sounds nice. legit. And then there's a bit where Ed has got like the cup from the altar. He places it in his room of evil artifacts alongside the I made a note on that saying you went you went back for a souvenir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He got out there and he was like, oh bloody, oh wait, oh ran back in. I'll take this evidence. Oh, and that's the nice thing because he goes, Oh no, I didn't take my heart medicine, and she's got one on her. <laughs> Because don't oh, worry, yeah. one, little heart, you, one little heart medicine. Oh, that was a nice not, little moment, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, a Vi- it's a Viagra. Yeah, making light of it is nice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not- nice that she takes his heart medicine because she loves her husband. He's a nice chap. Very nice. Uh, yeah, and then obviously there's a little bit at the end which kind of links it to real life where it says Arne was convicted of manslaughter but ended up only soon in five years of his sentence. He married Debbie yeah. while he was in prison. And then we see like... Actual um, pictures, an actual picture of him, and then it, it ends. Look more like like Jesse Plemons or someone than uh than whoever actually played him. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't really look like him. We all. looked up a bit of the real story afterwards. It makes the um, Warrens don't come off too well in in real life. Nope, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a few. I've heard a few stories. Yeah, like the whole thing. Apparently, in, in real life, they did the bit with oh, the devil made him do it, and the court said. No, that's not what we do. Um, no, we don't. We don't pretend the devil made you do it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about them taking advantage of various. People they wrote well, like a the, the the brother that was possessed at the beginning. They there was all sorts about them saying you could make quite a lot of money for this, and then they wrote a book about it, and they got allegedly they say they gave them like two thousand dollars or something like that. But yeah, yeah, naughty. Sometimes naughty. it's people that are the real monsters. Is the moral we're learning. Yeah, yeah, but, but not our, in this film. Our, our fictional Ed and Lorraine have a lovely fictional Ed and Lorraine. A nice look, give them both kisses here. Look, oh, very nice. <laughs> oh, you committed to the you committed to both kisses equally. I'll let you off. Yeah, uh, so uh, at the end, Ed builds Lorraine like a replica of the gazebo, which was the gazebo where they had shared their first kiss. I thought, how'd yeah. you get away with that? And they're not finding out. Dun, 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 dun. What's he doing out there? No, you're always good. possessed again with that hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, the hammer. Don't worry, this curse isn't so serious. I've got to do some woodwork, but you can't see it. That's the way to break the curse. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it and then it ends. Uh, we get some ends, audio clips from the real 
possession stuff, which is always fun. Can we got that on the uh, the last one as well? Yeah, that's spooky. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I did. Yeah. Okay, so some name game. I think we're doing it a little bit different today. We're doing a bit of a round robin. Yeah, I'll pull my uh, a round robin. Go on, you go. You go. I think I've only got one, so you guys can. I've go got first. three. Oh, show off! I've got three. Okay. Uh, all right. So the first one I've got. Um, it's a film about the Warrens who investigate a murder that may be linked to a cheese toasty. <laughs> I think you've got one. I have. <laughs> but the, bre- the Breville, Breville made, me, made do me do it. The Breville made me yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my variant on that, Luke, was a uh, a man is uh, poses an unusual legal defence when he claims a cheese toasty maker forced him to have sex with it. <laughs> the, the Breville made me do it. Screw it, but yeah, screw it. Yeah, oh, okay. you've turned it. You've turned into an evil, an evil. Um, oh no, not again. again. Nega no, Andy, just run with it. I reckon just run with it. Nega yeah. Andy, yeah. Evil uh, Andy. Go on, Ben. What's yours? Oh, what is mine? Um, <laughs> the Warrens investigate a murder that may have been linked to a demonic possession when a de- when a demon makes everybody a nice cup of tea. The devil made. Tea? Made me tea. brew it. Brew made it. Me, ah. Made tea. Brew it. Made tea. Brew it. <laughs> it's just the devil made me brew it. That's it. Apologies. Okay, <laughs> okay I've got one. The wire investigator murder that may be linked to a Marvel superhero from Hell's Kitchen. The daredevil made me do it. Well, just daredevil made me do it. Daredevil made me do it. Oh, that's um, way better. Yeah, that's good. I have one here. <laughs> um, it's about a young man who is incredibly victimised by his um, kind of eccentric Dalmatian coat-wearing fashionista boss, and she makes him do artwork, but grammatically incorrectly puts it in the wrong tense. She's very, what, un- she's very unorthodox. Something to do with Cruella. Cruella uh, made me dog it. <laughs> Uh, she she made she made, made the young man do some artwork, but grammatically in the wrong tense. Made me drew it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Cruella <laughs> Deville made me drew it. Okay, I've got oh, one Cruella more. Deville made me drew it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Bloody good, mate. It's good stuff. This is. Uh, I've got one. The Warrens investigate uh, a sore thumb after a child goes rogue with a conker. <laughs> <laughs> Not very clever. <laughs> the devil made me boo boo it. <laughs> well, that bit's the same, is it? The devil bit, the do it bit. The I mean, it's the the conjuring bit that. Oh, the conquering. Uh, the, yeah. conquering the conquering. The devil made me do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, My last yeah. one is a variant on on Ben's where. Um, someone uh, at Sixth Form College to pass their final exams is forced to uh, create some beer. Well, um, brew it again, I think. Yeah, yeah brew it is um, the Ben, the Ben portion. <laughs> but uh, what was the other bit you said? B-Tech National. So, so, someone at Sixth Form College, oh, yeah. um, you know, 16 to 18, key stage four, is uh, to pass their final exams, they have to make this beer to get their qualification. The is it a work? I don't know. Is it a work? Is it the, the A level made me do it. Maybe brew it. <laughs> a <laughs> level made confused, me brew it. 
<laughs> confused by his own name. The game. con brewing. The con brewing. The devil A level made, me, made brew me brew it. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we need to rate the film. Um, I think I know what I'm going to go for. What about you guys? Uh, you, well, you, ben, you go first. If you know, Luke, then you should go. If you know. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with a C plus. I think it's not a perfect film. It's like we talk about like a TV series, the Ed and Lorraine um, adventure series. Um, and like every episode, when you watch the X-Files, not every episode is a banger, but you enjoy watching the, the characters and you and you want to sort of see their story progress and the procedurals that they go through. Um, this feels just like a, a slightly subpar episode in a longer TV show. Um, the scary bits I think are really good. I think the stuff with Nega Lorraine and also uh, Zombie Skull, Zombie Bulk, mm. sorry. Yeah, Bulk uh, really Skull, good. the enemies of yeah. the people. I I just think outside of that, I, I do think it, it misses some of the like some of the creativity in, in the actual gags. Like James Wan, I think is is really good at, at creating scary little. Like in the first one, I'm going to sneeze. But in the first one, there's a bit where like the. <laughs> The, the laundry the comes gag. comes loose off the yeah. the washing line and like it it, it enwraps like a ghostly figure was in there oh, and then yeah. it flies up and lands against the window and then suddenly there's a ghost inside that room going towards the kid. I think James Wan is really good at kind of mm-hmm. making these creative little uh, scary spooky bits. When this this film kind of lacks it a little bit, I think like that like inventive flair. Mm. Yes. Um... I'll go for something similar, I think, maybe slightly more. So I might go for a B minus. Um, just because of all of the modern horror franchises, I feel like I have the most fun with the main installments of the country. And I always find that they, I mean, there weren't many cheap jump scares. There weren't many massive cliches. I felt like the horror, it felt like it was doing something different. It didn't feel like it was going over the same the same old stuff, the same old story with, with the country, with the scares and everything like that. I felt. Like I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the characters and the fact that it kind of had that kind of true crime element, which I guess wasn't really there in the first one, wasn't so much there in the second. I really enjoyed it and it made me want to see, you know, these characters in a different setting. And yeah, and and again, like I mentioned, the fact that the protagonist, sorry, antagonist um, was different, not just a ghost or a demon or something else that they're going to just, end up beaten in the same old way it was an actual person to go up against it just felt good it felt fresh and and uh yeah i enjoyed it i enjoy it far more than like things like i don't know insidious and stuff like that which i feel like you kind of know what you're getting with that and it does feel like it hits the same one note thing over and over again but i feel like the country's got a lot of different unique elements that make it a really interesting franchise the main installments at least yeah Apart from the nun that you only enjoy the directing on, but nothing else. I mean, that's not a main installment, so... Yeah, sorry, in the bin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed this. i probably going to go similar to Luke. I think, I think a C plus. It was good. I do get the feeling that this could be like a... What's the word they use for it now? Like a prestige TV show. Um, I think, an, you know, this type of story that were our episodes... Nice tight run things would be would be great, and I'd watch at least one season of it. Um, 
there are there are bits that that work well there are bits that you know sometimes fall down a little bit but by and large i like it it's got a good it's got a good bit of creepiness to it like sometimes a little bit like people having visions you know maybe that gets a little bit old but um there's some really good moments in it and like you guys i liked the connection that it wasn't just another demon and the the main thing is like it's not entirely about working out whether it's a hoax or not individually. I think you accept there's something strange going on from quite early on and there's an outside antagonist. I like the fact that you have actual baddies in this world. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. So C plus all the way. Cool. Very nice. um, the next week we are doing uh, quite a place to, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be the fourth new release in a row. And then I think, obviously, mm-hmm. now that all of these cinema releases are kind of finally out, there'll be a bit of a break, return to usual you some, programming. you got some, some classic quality stuff to round out the month. Yeah, what's um, yeah. on the horizon in of cinema releases soon? Do we know? Yeah, the Green Knight's um, out quite soon, right? Yeah. I don't know if they'll play Knight, that Odeon. And obviously... <laughs> yeah, and then Candyman, Candyman will be the out Candyman. eventually. The Candyman will be out in September, October, possibly. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's quite a light month for cinema releases in June, like things that I want to see at least, especially horror. Uh, June and July, I think, are both a bit. Um, yeah, and then we got like big, big blockbusters coming out in June as well. So there's going to be like Black Widow and stuff. Sorry, July. So apart from that, not entirely sure. Uh, for, oh, I saw uh, Freaky is coming out in cinemas. I know yeah. we've, we've already done an episode on it, but that photo was quite cool. Um, oh, go see it again. <laughs> yeah, last night in again, Soho, the Edgar Wright That looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Exciting stuff. Glad to be back at the cinema. Always a good yeah, time. Yeah, certainly are. Absolutely a good time. <clears throat> yeah, cool. so Quiet Place Part 2 next week. Yep. Yeah. All right. Nice one. Bring us um, home with that quality read of the of the outro, Luke. Thanks for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks for the listeners. If you enjoyed, please consider rating and reviewing and subscribing and head over to the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Uh, and yeah, thanks to my co-hosts, Ben and Andy, for being right horror dudes. Thank, Thank you. you both Goodbye you. from the shadow realm where I exist. <laughs> that is well, you shall remain. Banished. Ah! Banished to the shadow realm. Uh, and he's been he's actually exercised. Gone. Yeah. Cool. See you later. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye. Oh, and he's there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.